We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. Alex Nix here, joined by Chris Wilson, as always. And today we're going to be talking about our Week 10 recap. We're going to go over all the games that happened in Week 10 um, and just go over our picks like we do every week. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, tough week for the picks for both of us. I want to give a special shout-out to our our guest last week, Derek, my boy. He actually outpicked us this week. Um, so Beginner's kudos luck. to him. Yeah, I guess, you know, we can say what it is. He, <laughs> he was seven and six. You know, we both went five and eight. So shout out to him. Maybe we can get him back on at some point. So, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good time having him on for sure. Uh, I hope everybody who's listening to this, listen to that and, and enjoyed it as, as much as we did. But yeah, let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about the games, like I said. So first game up uh, was Thursday night. Colts Titans, we all picked the Titans to cover it minus one and a half, and boy were we were we wrong. Uh, that was just the Titans disappeared in that second half of that game. They didn't look good. The Colts looked like the team that I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Um, that they had, you know, they were struggling at times before this. They didn't look very good. They finally had the game and played like I thought they would. Uh, from the beginning of the season. Uh, final score, 34-17. The Titans were actually winning 17-13 at halftime, and then the Colts just scored 21 straight in, in, the, th- in the second half to win, and the Titans had no answers. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't – I mean, he had his normal 100-yard game, but no touchdowns. Um, he still averaged five yards a carry, so – but they, they once they started to get down, they had to start passing more uh, to save time, so – uh, that's the one problem with the Titans. If they get down, um, I don't know how well their passing game is to combat being down by double digits in the second half. Clearly, it wasn't enough in this game because they didn't even score in the second half. So, kudos to the Colts, man. Uh, Frank Reich has done a great job since he got there. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know what happened to Jonathan Taylor. I I don't understand what's going on there in the backfield. He only had seven carries for 12 yards. This guy named Jordan Wilkins had more carries than him. Um, and Naheem Hines was the feature back with 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. So, and two touchdowns, or one, yeah, two touchdowns in total, one in the air, one on the ground. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, the Colts looked really good last Thursday. Yeah, this was a, definitely a game of two halves, I feel like. In the first half, the Titans came out. They looked pretty good, I thought. Derrick Henry was running pretty well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill never really got it going, though. And in the second half, the Colts completely came out. Like you said, they dominated. The defense completely stopped Ryan Tannehill. He was 15 for 27 for only 147 yards. Uh, He had a touchdown, but overall, it was just a rough night for him. And, yeah, like you said, with the Colts' backfield, I, I completely agree. I don't know what happened to Jonathan Taylor. I still feel like he's a good running back. 
Um, uh, hopefully he, he can get it together because even with seven carries, 12 yards is, is not very good when Naheem Hines was 5.8 a carry and he looked like he had a lot of juice in this game, maybe because it was his birthday or, you know, but he did, he looked very good last week. I thought Jordan Wilkins got, got a lot of carries. He looked pretty good. And Jonathan Taylor hasn't looked very good in the, in the recent weeks. So that's definitely concerning, but good win for the Colts. Uh, Titans going to have to rebound mm-hmm. and this division still up for grabs though. So, yeah, now they are both six and three. Um, the Colts are technically in first place, but who knows what's going to happen at, at the end of the season. We still have seven weeks left. So a lot of football left to be played. Um, I'm excited to see this division come down to the, to the very end. Yeah, definitely. I, I still think the Titans have a good shot at this. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to play that bad. And I just think they got away from Derrick Henry a little too much. So we'll see what we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah. Well, for sure we will see what happens. Uh moving on here, we're gonna talk about your team now. I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to. I don't want to talk about my team either, but we got to. Uh the NFC least. Really. Uh Washington traveled to Detroit. The Lions were three and a half point favorites here. Uh the Lions ended up winning by three, so they did not cover. Chris and I picked the Lions to cover. Derek picked the Washington football team to the for to, he picked the Washington football team to cover at plus three and a half. So he got this pick right. This game was, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you anything about it. I will let Chris do talking on this game because he has a lot to say. I'm sure. Yeah, this another game of two halves. First half, the Detroit Lions completely dominated the game. Matthew Stafford and the Lions offense drove right down the field every drive, did whatever they wanted. Uh, it was 17-3 to at halftime. The Washington football team couldn't get anything going. And then the second half completely – I wouldn't say completely fit, flipped the script. The third quarter was a little bit more of a struggle. Uh, we we kind of stayed in the game, but we were down 21 points. Storm back to tie the game with 16 seconds, thinking we're definitely going to overtime. But thanks to some questionable defense and a just terrible penalty by superstar Chase Young, superstar rookie, uh, roughing the passer call, they got into field goal range with 16 seconds um, and kicked the game-winning field goal. From I think 59 yards out, uh, Matt Prater, great kick. I knew when once they got close that he was definitely going to make it. Yeah, he's got one of the biggest legs in the league. So yeah, just a typical Washington game. Uh, there's there's times where you think we have no chance of winning this football game. Then they do some spectacular things sometimes, and you don't know how these things are happening. Yeah then you think, oh, we're going to win this one. And right when you think that, just just rip your heart out right at the end again. Just another tough week. Yeah, Chris and I were going back and forth, venting to each other about our teams. Um, 
as far as this game goes. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't watching it, so I don't have much to say on it. I was watching my team be even worse. Um, but with that said, Washington is now two and seven. Uh, right or two and eight? No, two and seven. Right. Two and seven. Yeah. Alex Smith almost had almost had 400 yards. You know, that's two back-to-back weeks where he has over 300-yard games. He doesn't really do that. Uh, he hasn't done that in his career at all. He's not much of a yards guy. He's more of a game manager. And you can see that, we know, he, he only averages about uh, 10 yards per completion. So, um, with that said, J.D. McKissick, he had seven receptions for 43 yards. I believe he had 14 targets in the game or something like that on ESPN here. It says he had 15, 15 targets. Uh, and last week he had a lot of targets too. Uh, so fantasy wise, if you need a running back in a half PPR or PPR, go ahead. I've been trying to trade for him. <laughs> People out there aren't going for it. Um, but with that said, you know, Terry McLaurin did his thing 95 yards. He's just, he's a beast. Um, you know, you guys, I know it was a tough loss, but uh, and it's just the little things that you guys keep getting messed up. But you're close. I think you know you're close. Uh, and if you can get a if you can get a a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, you guys will have a good future. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think for me, like I think Alex Smith didn't play bad. And he like, just can't throw the game, ball 55 I just, times. I feel like, yeah, we got to have an offensive line because I it just can't always be the running backs aren't good. Like We can find somebody that can find holes, but there's usually not any holes there in the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's been tough to run the ball against any team this year for us. So my biggest concern is just for a while has been the offensive line. So I think if we can upgrade that, I – I could see this team being a pretty solid football team, but we'll see. We do need a quarterback, though, but Alex Smith is under contract for next year. I think if he if he looks solid enough, we could ride – I mean, if we have to pay him, we could ride that out for another year and, and build up the rest of the team and maybe go for another quarterback. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, I think- unless we can get Lawrence. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, I think, I think if you draft one, I think you're, they're going to draft one this year. At least if it's not in the first round, then the second or third round. I think they're going to have to. I want that left tackle from Oregon. If I'm just, just throw that out there. Yeah. Well, it's, the, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he, he doesn't even play. He uh, opted out. The the draft order. Um, you have y'all or sorry, the football team. And Dallas are both in the top five. The Giants, I think, are still at number five or like top six or seven after winning. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But you, if you keep losing, you're going to have a top five pick. Yeah. But with that said, you're still in this division. So it's 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 you know it's really pick your poison with what you want from the football team. Um, I will say it's exciting in in a way, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you have anything else about this game? Uh, no, not really. The Lions, I thought it looked 
the first half, I thought they looked like a really good team. They're four and five. They're not terrible, I guess. Yeah, they're a solid, um, decent, okay, mediocre team. Yeah, they be, they beat yeah. a bad football team, so they yeah. did what they're supposed to do. So. And they lose to the good ones, yeah. Yep. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Texans-Browns. Now, this game was going to be ugly. Um, the Browns were minus three. The over-under was 54, but it didn't even come close to that because of like it looked like a torrential rainstorm out there it was bad um the final score was i believe the browns won by three it was 10 to 7 the final score just no no offense whatsoever um and so the browns were three-point favorites we all picked the browns at minus three so we didn't win um we pushed so it's like a tie if you're in the betting scene uh, so we if we were to bet on that, we wouldn't have won any money. Um, but yeah, so 10-7, not much to say here. Uh, the, the Browns, they are 6-3. and three. They were a better football team than the Texans. The Texans are struggling. There's just no offense in this game because of the weather. Uh, you would think that with Nick Chubb coming back and Kareem Hunt there, that the, they would score a lot, but they didn't score that much. I mean, they both had 19 carries for over 100 yards, which is insane that two running backs did that. Um, <laughs> on the yeah, same I was gonna team. say I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there was no offense. It was. It was definitely just no passing game. It's kind of like yeah, one of those old little league games where the quarterbacks aren't very good yet. So right. They're just running the ball every play. There was and there was, but there was no scoring. Though I guess that's the point I was trying to make. Is oh yeah, the definitely. Browns. The yeah. Browns ran the ball all over the Texans, but they just they didn't get in the end zone other than Nick Chubb's one touchdown. So, um, yeah, it was an ugly game, but. A win is a win for Cleveland. They're six and three. They have the same record as Baltimore. Uh, so, hey, look out for Cleveland. <laughs> look out. Yeah, they're looking like they're a playoff team, I guess. For sure. Yeah, I would definitely say that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, when they're both on the field, I think they both play better. Well, at least well, we haven't seen Nick Chubb without Kareem Hunt in a, in a little while. But when Nick Chubb went down – Kareem Hunt's efficiency went down and it didn't, it wasn't that great. But in this game, as soon as Nick Chubb came back, they both looked great. I think they feed well off of each other. They're a nice one two punch to have. Yeah. And I think the Browns are a solid team and they can compete as long as Baker Mayfield doesn't turn the ball over. And he hasn't done that in the last couple of weeks. So they've been winning. Yeah. That's all they need. I, I'm going to keep – I've said it from the beginning of the year. <laughs> Just pound the rock. Don't let Baker Mayfield turn the ball over, and they're going to win games. It's that simple. Yeah. And on the other side, the Texans are 2-7 and seven now, and they don't, don't have their first-round pick this year, thanks or, to Bill O'Brien. Or a second. Oh, even worse. So Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they don't have a first next year either. Yeah. Um, so, Definitely. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Really? I think I've – mentioned that before yeah he needs to get traded because they're going to be horrible for a long time like really because they have nothing to build with um yeah and i'm yeah sure will fuller's probably going to walk at the end of the season yeah so he needs to get traded Uh, i don't know who's gonna i don't know who where they would trade him to because franchise quarterbacks are very rare it will take Uh, i mean yeah would you give how all right what would you give up for that? What, what three first rounders, four? Yeah, I, honestly, for Deshaun Watson, I feel like he's the type of player that I would give up whatever it takes. He's 
Terry McLaurin. Very nah. Chase Young. We'll just give up picks. We'll just give up the picks. We're not trying. To, we're not trying to move any of the yeah, other well, players I mean, on the team. I mean, think about it. If 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 the if Washington really wants him and they and they go after and they try to trade for him, trading first round picks is not. I mean, that's what Houston needs, right? Yeah. Uh, but would you trade the second? Like, say, if you get a top five pick, would you trade that this year and, for Deshaun Watson and other picks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to have to consider that. I think I would. I just – I really believe in Deshaun Watson. I think he's a very good quarterback and would be the best quarterback we've had probably since, like, the 80s or, like, whenever <laughs> whenever the team was actually, like, good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to disagree. Um. Yeah. I would hate to see it, obviously. But we still would... need an O line. He would just get sacked just as much. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> tough. See, like you can get a top five pick, would get you a, a really good offensive lineman, potentially. Um, yeah, but I don't think it would happen. I don't think my team would pull the trigger, and I don't think the Jacksons would would give him up honestly. I don't know. I mean, with how bad they're going to be over the next few years, man. A top 5 pick this year and then a couple more first rounders with some other things in there too. That's hard to pass up. I know he's Deshaun Watson. I know he's a franchise quarterback. I know teams don't want to trade their franchise quarterbacks. But they got to be realistic with where they're going to be. JJ Watt is not he's not what he used to be. They they don't have a running back. They Will Fuller's going to walk like you said. They don't have Deshaun or uh, DeAndre Hopkins anymore. They have a left tackle on Laramie Tunsil, but that's he's like their best player outside of Deshaun Watson. That's what I was gonna say. Like all of these things are just Bill O'Brien just shipped out the good players. I don't understand what he was doing. Do you think what he did to the Texans is worse than what Chip Kelly did to the Eagles? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that, and that's and that's a lot. That's saying a lot. Yeah, because. DeAndre Hopkins is definitely a top five receiver. If not, like right now, he could be the best receiver in the league. Yeah. Well, at the, at the time, LaShawn McCoy was the best, was a top five, if not the best running back in the league. And he traded yeah. him away for Kiko Alonso. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was like, I will say, like, running backs, I feel like they're a lot easier to find than elite receivers. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that you're going to replace uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, yeah, unless you get a Julio Jones or a DK Metcalf or, you know, a, a Antonio yeah, these, Brown. These guys don't come around very often. Right, but we see running backs come and go like it's nothing. Right? Yeah, like you can get productive years out of random I, – I don't want to say random running backs because, you know, these guys work hard. They're professional guys, but like – In terms of name name value and namesake, yeah, they're, they're random yeah, guys. exactly. You know, people like don't can, know who they are. You can get production, like, yeah. if you have a solid scheme and – Pretty good line, right? Like the 49ers. exactly. Like Raheem Mostert, yeah. <laughs> Bounce around, example. you know, get get cut off a bunch yeah. of practice squads, and then yeah, you know, get behind the line, and there you go. Yeah, I think if if that is the case, if if Houston says Deshaun Watson is available, the oh, football team go football team should go all in. And try and get him. Any team that doesn't have 
for except, sure a quarterback should probably go all in. Except, except the guys who are first overall and getting Trevor Lawrence, whoever that's going to be, probably the Jets. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I, I really believe they're just keeping Adam Gase around so they can lose. I don't doubt get it. Get the number one pick. And as soon as they clinch it, he, he's out of there. I don't doubt it. It's, like, man, like if it's he might week, possibly be the worst coach in my lifetime since I've been following football. Like, if it's week, what, 14 and the <laughs> and Jacksonville has two wins, everybody else has two or three, and the Jets are still winless, then Gase is going to go. Is that that's what you're saying? <laughs> yep. Like as soon as they clinch, like there's no possible way that's messed they up. Can get the get the second pick. Like he's no, out mean, of there. We've seen coaches get fired in week 17. Chip Kelly did when he was on the Eagles. So yeah. Like it's unbelievable. I w- I was gonna wait until their game, but I just bring it up now. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Balazs has been running good for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Another guy that was just completely trapped. Drafted by Adam Gase. Yeah, he was in Miami. Yeah, brought him along to the Jets. As soon as he gets out of there, he's looking efficient on the Chargers. Like, he's been solid. So, just another example. I I just think this guy's in way over his head. Uh, He coached Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning did all the work. And now he's (laughs) getting benefits that he is obviously not ready for. Wasn't he the the coach? Wasn't he a – Offensive coordinator in Chicago before getting a head coaching gig in Miami. I'm pretty sure he was because I had, when Doug Peterson got hired, I had my eye on Adam Gase as a potential head coach oh, no. <laughs> because he looked like a good prospect. He had a, he, he had a good, he had a good resume. His, his, the offense he ran in Chicago was decent from what I remember. It was decent. I don't know. I don't, Chicago, I feel like never really has offense. Uh, yeah, see, I could be wrong there. I don't know, but regardless, I didn't um, know he was in Chicago. I just know that he coached Fade Manning, and ever since then, he's been getting jobs at all these places. And I feel like, especially since he's been a head coach, he is not good. Yeah, like as soon as he left Miami, they they look very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's hard to disagree with you. Uh, yeah, but moving on, we could talk about the next game on the list here. Uh, we we had, got a little sidetracked there, but uh, Jacksonville went to Green Bay, and the Green the Packers were 14-point favorites, and we all picked the Packers to cover that because Jacksonville has not looked good, um, and especially they have Jake Luton as their quarterback because Gardner Minshew got hurt. Um and the ja- and the Jaguars played them in a tight game in Green Bay. It was the final score twenty four twenty. The the Packers were actually losing at first. They scored seventeen in the first in the second quarter. Seventeen to ten at halftime. Uh, Jacksonville ties the game in the third quarter at seventeen seventeen, and they're going into the fourth quarter tied. And I'm sitting here like, what is going on in Green Bay right now? You have the six and two Packers against the one and seven Jags. That should not be a game at all. Um, but James Robinson had 109 yards on the ground. Um, Aaron Rodgers had an interception. Aaron Jones only had 46 yards on the ground for the Packers. It was a lot closer game than everybody thought it was going to be, for sure. Um, and But the Packers did what good teams do and won the game, no matter what, you know, what the circumstances. So I, get, I guess kudos to them, but definitely kudos to Jacksonville for playing them in a tight game. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think you mentioned the Jaguars took the lead to start the fourth quarter. They got a field goal to go up 20 to 17. And right after that, literally the next drive, Aaron Rodgers drove down the field, scored a touchdown, took the lead. And from there, uh, defenses prevailed and nobody could really score after that. Yeah. Which, you know, kudos, I guess, like you said, kudos to the Packers, but. They didn't look good in this game. Mm-hmm. James Robinson is looking like a very good running back for the Jaguars. He's yes, he been having a great season. Uh, the Packers' run game didn't get going. I know Adam. Uh, Adam. I know Aaron Jones has been a little banged up. He didn't. He didn't look particularly good in this one, from what I've seen and from what the numbers say. With this thirteen for forty-six, but. Uh, the Packers are just way better team, so yeah, they they found a way to get the win for sure. Marquez Valdez Scantling with his occasional blow up game had four catches for 149 yards and a touchdown. Did you see his long touchdown? Did you see it? Nah, I, I don't. I don't remember. So <laughs> I'm he to he caught it. He still had like 40, 50 yards to run. He catches it on the right side of the sideline, near the sideline. Um, he he isn't is not he's not breaking away by any means. He's got the safety coming. So he what he has to do, he has to cut across the field. And what happens is there's a ref like who's plays that in that deep secondary position. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> and he uses him as like a screen. <laughs> he takes one player out, he falls, and then takes the other defender out. So then he has just an easy he has an easy path to the end zone. Very resourceful. <laughs> it was it was uh it was definitely one of those blooper plays for sure. Um but yeah, it was the Packers just did what they did. They did what they had to do in this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jaguars, uh, Keelan Cole, I, I, I'll give him a little shout out here. He did return a punt and had a receiving mm-hmm. touchdown. Yes. That, that, that punt return especially really yeah. was what kept him in this game for most of it. I do want to shout out a former Eagle in this game who has been playing lights out since he left the Eagles and joined Jacksonville this season. And that is former second round pick Sidney Jones, cornerback, uh, where was this, man? Where? Where was this in Philly? I just want to know. I I needed I need to know. He has I think he has three interceptions already. He's a, he's their solidified starting corner on the outside. I know uh, Pro Football Focus has him uh, ranked, I believe, in the top ten or top fifteen for the season for overall corners. Um, so he's he's playing at a really really high level at the cornerback position. Where was this in Philly? I think before. Before I get on a tangent, talking about the Eagles, it just goes to show the coaching in Philly right now. I'm going to talk about that some more. I was going to say, you might as well go right into that since the Eagles-Giants was our next game here. All right, yeah. So, okay, let's get right into it then. Um, This is a microcosm – well, not microcosm, but this is exactly why I think the Eagles are struggling right now. And I think it's the coaching. Their development is not good. not to mention the the GM hasn't picked the best players, uh, but when they go and when they go on to another team and perform like Sidney Jones has performed, it's pretty startling to me. Um, he's not the only one too. I know we talked about Nelson Aguilar a little bit, uh, but I don't think he's doing anything in Oakland that he couldn't have done here. That that was all just mental. Um, you're gonna be surprised when I say this. 
But I'm going to – so the Eagles are struggling, right? The Eagles lost to the Giants, the game they shouldn't have lost. They have a much talented roster, much more talented roster than the Giants do on paper. Um, and based on their performance over the last few seasons, you can't even shake your head because of how poor the Giants have been in the past few years. I don't know. The Giants, they got a couple uh, the, pieces. I, the reason – you want to know the reason why the Giants won? They're, they're, better, they're, they just, they're better coached. Joe Judge right now is coaching his players better than Doug Peterson. I'm not saying he's a better coach than Doug Peterson. That's not oh, what I'm saying man. here. That's not what I'm saying. It's, hear me out. I'm saying developmentally, the Eagles are struggling at, development, at, at developing their players. They are sloppy on defense. They're undisciplined on defense. Offensively, there's no rhythm. None. The, off, the, the plays aren't working, especially – Especially with Jalen Hurts, stop using Jalen Hurts in the game. It doesn't work. He has like three or four fumbles, and he's been in the game like ten times total this season. Stop. Give Miles Sanders the ball more, man. He's averaging 6.1 yards a carry. Give him the ball. I don't understand. Now, granted, a lot of that is because he's had two or three breakout runs. I don't care. That's what he can do. Give him the ball more. Stop forcing the ball to Carson Wentz. Period. You're making him uncomfortable. Doug, stop forcing things. <laughs> like Doug Peterson, as a play caller, is not doing a good job right now. He's not. And he's, his accountability, especially with Carson Wentz, is nowhere to be seen. He's not holding his quarterback accountable because if he was – Carson Wentz wouldn't have the most turnover-worthy plays in the league by more than 10 plays. This is awesome. <laughs> How am I saying? I'm loving this. The fact – look, Jason Peters and Lane Johnson on the outside, they didn't let up a single, uh, a single rush. They were fantastic on Sunday. Jason Kelsey had a few missed snaps, whatever. That's going to happen every once in a while. The two guards – were horrible. They lit up so many rushes. Carson Wentz, I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. Okay. I've I've admitted that he's been playing poorly. He needs to get out of his own head. Doug Peterson needs to hold him accountable. They need to fix it. They are going to be in five weeks from now. I told Chris this the other day. Their 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 next five opponents combined record is thirty and twelve. They're going to be 3-10-1 if they don't fix their crap by the end of week 15. And that's ridiculous based on where this team has been. And outside of 2017, Chris, do you want to know what Doug Peterson's record is? Actually, yeah, now I do. Sounds like it's going to be he very went, good. He went 7-9 and nine his first year, 2016. He went 9-7. The year after the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. nine and seven last year. What does that sound like to you? A decent, <laughs> mediocre, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett type coach, right? <laughs> so I think, but no eight and eights. So he's a little bit better than Jason Garrett in there. Yeah, and, and of course, obviously they won the Super Bowl. So yeah, what I need to start doing, and what a lot of Eagles fans need to start doing, is stop looking at this team with. Rose-colored glasses. I saw this on Twitter the other day. We're looking at them with rose-colored glasses because of the Super Bowl. 
But when you do that, the red flags don't show up. And there's a lot of red flags on this team right now. And a lot of that is coaching. I hate to say it. I'm not going to say Doug needs to be fired or anything like that. He needs to, he needs to stop calling plays or change the game plans up one or the other. And they need some better position coaches in there because those guys are not doing the job period. Period. Yeah. I, I guess if that's what you think is going to make the team play better, that's fine. But all that it comes down to to me is if Carson Wentz can play better and those things, like you mentioned, would lead to that, I guess. He can't play better if the, if, but, the, if the play calls are horrible. Uh, I just think, like you said, he's a franchise guy. They've given him the keys. He's – him personally, he's got to hold himself more accountable, I think, and just realize that – I like, I know they said he's trying to do too much, but – Mm-hmm. He just needs to play better. He just needs to like run the offense yeah. in an efficient manner. He, it doesn't have to be the big plays. He, realizing that with the talent that you guys have on the line and the guys missing, he can't hold the ball as much. I think he, did, just he didn't get sacked. Majority of the problems on Sunday, he didn't get sacked, or he didn't have a turnover either. How about that? And they still I, only must. Well, ESPN says it's just had three sacks. Okay, never mind. Sorry, he got yeah, he did have three sacks. But yeah, I mean that's not terrible. It's not terrible, no. Yeah, twenty-one for thirty-seven is also not not very good. For only two hundred yards, yeah, no, not good. Yeah, um, I no. especially on the other side, the, the the Eagles' run defense was but against the running backs, they were pretty solid. But against Daniel Jones, he. He he had some nice looking runs there. Had a thirty four yard touchdown. Don't get um, me started, bro. Don't. That that's definitely part of it. Uh, Daniel Jones twenty one for twenty eight. He only had two forty four, uh, like two hundred forty four yards. No touchdowns, but he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, there was no turnovers in this game actually, mm-hmm. which I was surprised. I knew on the on the pick show I said that it's going to come down to who throws less picks, but nobody threw picks. Nobody fumbled even though both these guys are prone to do that. And the Giants yeah. just kind of ground and pounded this one to a win. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the offense for the Eagles is flat. The defense, like I said, they're undisciplined. How do you get beat by the same play? They, they got – remember the, the long – the meme run that Daniel Jones had three, three weeks ago? It was the same exact play but going the other direction that Daniel Jones scored his touchdown on. And it was like for 20-some yards. Like, they're just undisciplined. Um, I'm telling you, same thing happened against the Washington football team. What does that come down to? Coaching. I'll tell you what, I I think that this is probably not the best thing to say, but I think that because Daniel Jones is (laughs) – I think it's because it's Daniel Jones. A lot of teams underestimate – yeah, I mean, he his looks, running ability. He, like, looks, he can he, actually run the ball pretty, yeah. pretty well. Like the way he the way he runs too, he doesn't look like he's very athletic, but he's fast. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So I just feel like a lot of times he gets underestimated. Like you said, that's probably coaching or even just the players just not yeah. taking the right angles or accounting for the fact that he can actually run. Yeah. He's he's not he's not slow. 
But with that said, we, we all picked the Eagles to cover this game. I picked them to beat them by 10 points. Uh, it was the exact opposite. They lost by 10. Um, I, the amount of frustration I have, I'm going to start looking at this team like I like Chris looks at Washington if they if they don't fix it. And with their schedule coming up, they're going to have a top 10 pick if they don't fix their, their – if they don't fix this, and the winner of this division could get four or five wins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. I think we need to update this every week. Uh, who are you picking to win this division? I Right now, on, on the field, the Giants look like they're the best football team. They look like the most consistent based on their play, based on the roster itself and the potential like we've seen before. It's the Eagles, but I can't pick the Eagles based on the way they're playing and the way they have played this year. But I don't want to pick anybody else because I don't trust anybody else. <laughs> I don't trust the Eagles either. Like, Yeah, if I had to pick, I'd probably still put it on the Eagles just because they they, they're first right now. And, yeah, and they have that tie. That's huge. And they, yeah. play, they play Dallas and Washington again. But I will say, I was going to say, Dallas – should not be counted out anymore. I think the defense has looked a little bit better these last they few have, weeks. They have for sure. They had the bye. Andy Dalton's coming back, which, I mean, against the Washington football team, we completely shut we completely shut Andy Dalton down. But I do think he's an upgrade over the quarterbacks that they've had in. And if the defense isn't the worst defense in NFL history like it was before that, in this division, they could scrape out another win or two and put themselves right back in the conversation here. They really could, man. So they really could. It can uh, go either way. It go anyway. It, it can go any one of the four teams, man. When you have it's week ten, every team is between two and three wins. I mean, I mean this we've never seen anything like this before. Um, yeah, this it's crazy, honestly. I've never seen this. We we've seen teams win a division with a negative record, seven, eight, and one, seven and nine. We've seen that. But not this bad. Uh yeah, no no six and tens or because five and eleven, five, ten and one and something like that. Before last week, before the Eagles played the Giants, I, I said the Eagles might have a chance against Cleveland and maybe if Arizona, depending on what on what team we see from Arizona. But not no. Arizona, no. yeah. Arizona, I only say that because they lost to teams like the Lions, and I forget who else they lost to, but they lost to um, not the they best They had teams. that little stretch there. They lost, they lost a couple the in a row. Too. Yeah. yeah. So, like I'm saying, if, if, that, if that Arizona team comes out, then the Eagles might have a shot. But the recent Arizona, no. No. Um, we'll get to that game. I can't about that one. Yeah. But as far as yeah, like I said, that that was talking about the Eagles. I don't see them winning against Cleveland. They can't stop the run right now, and that's how Cleveland wins, and they can't score. I don't see them winning against New Orleans, Green Bay, Seattle, or Arizona. Those are the five games they have coming up. That's they're done. If they're done, they had to win this week, and but they they didn't. They're done. See, I I just hate this because now. I'm looking at the Washington football team, and I know. <laughs> You're getting excited. But we played the Bengals this week, it, who I feel like 
This is the same type of team like us. Mm-hmm. They have two wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they might look good on offense or whatever. Sometimes we might look good on defense. Mm-hmm. I have no clue which way that game is going to go. If we could somehow, I mean, I'm leaning towards the Bengals, obviously, because I have no faith that we'll pull out a W. But if we could somehow pull out a W, we'll have three wins too. And it's just uh, crazy, man. And the Giants are on a bye this week. After that, they play the Bengals. But then their schedule gets rough. Then they have the Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, and Ravens. And then they finish the season against Dallas. So I only see them winning one or two games more. And that's five wins max you know um <laughs> so. i'm i'm back on i'll be i guess we play at one o'clock probably one o'clock eastern i'll be right back in front of the tv <laughs> like a fool <laughs> with my washington football team gear on i mean and you're you're i think you might have the easy i don't want to say the easiest yet no you I mean you play the Bengals. you have three somewhat easy teams left you have dallas depending on what quarterback plays. You have the 49ers. Who knows? And you have the Panthers. Those are all three winnable games. None of those games feel, feel very good. <laughs> the Bengals, I feel like, is the best Okay, chance. and then, of course, the Eagles, too, in Week 17. Yeah, those, those games, I feel like, are toss-ups. The Cowboys and the Eagles, we can definitely and the Bengals. take those. The Bengals is ah. – <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, I'm I'm rooting for us. Of course, I think Joe Joe Mixon might be out. We'll talk about that on the previews, but it's gonna be rough, man. Just, just we we play this. the Steelers in there too. That's definitely a, a loss. Uh, we got we got some rough we got some rough times. I I think the 49ers are gonna beat us personally. And Whoever is the quarterback? Yeah, I, I, who knows. Who knows? What with I'm looking at now. We looked at the other, uh, the other seven, um, game the the other final seven games to the other three teams. I'm looking at Dallas now, and they have Minnesota, then Washington so, on Thanksgiving. Dallas, I mean, I mean, sorry, Baltimore, in so. Baltimore, <laughs> the Bengals, the Forty ers and then the Cowboys, and then the Eagles and the Giants. Dallas is not out. Six, <laughs> say that. six wins, I think, will win this division. Six. Six wins. Six and ten or six, nine and one will win this division. Whoever gets to six first. It might come down to week 17 Eagles Redskins or Eagles uh, <laughs> Eagles football team. <laughs> week 17 Eagles football team. Two five-win teams trying to make oh, the playoffs. <laughs> I was just laughing at football teams like – yeah. yeah. Oh man, we got a good name. <laughs> but but even st- like this is insane. This is re- this is. I don't know who to pick. I, if if you had if I had to put money on one, I wouldn't put money on any of them. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I refuse because I don't trust the Eagles to win any more games outside of the division. They're not going to. Period. Danny Dimes. Like I said, I'll change my pick again next week. Once. So, so wait, so who are you? You said you picked the Eagles, right? Yeah. Just based on what though? That so you guys are three, have, five, and one. And we're, we're in first, and we have the tie. The Giants are at three and seven. So. Well, they have a bye though. But like if the yeah. Eagles lose, then they'll be three, six, and one, and then still be in first place, unless 
unless Washington wins this week. Wait, we'll no. Be, no, we'll be three. They'll still be in first place. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like the Giants and the Reds – the Giants and the football team still have a little catching up to do, and the Cowboys would have to actually win – a few games. Why are we talking so much about this horrible division? Yeah, yeah, we might as well just move. <laughs> it's it's exciting though. It's it is. Man. I mean, it's, it's our division. Funny. It's it's our teams. Yeah, I know. There's just so much better football to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we can definitely move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, moving on to the the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Um, the Buccaneers just the week prior got destroyed by New Orleans on in prime time in front of everybody. The whole world saw that. Uh, we all picked the the Buccaneers to bounce back and have a big game here, and that's exactly what they did. Um, they were they were six point favorites in Carolina. They ended up killing uh the Panthers forty six to twenty three. It really wasn't a contest. Uh, they really put they put the game away really in the second half. Uh, it was somewhat close in the in the first half. It was seventeen actually seventeen seventeen going into halftime. Um, and then you know twenty three points, or or I'm sorry, um. 25 points coming out of the second half. No, I can't add. 29 points, goodness, coming out of the second half um, to, to six was the Panthers' score in the second half. So Tom Brady looked good. Ronald Jones looked fantastic. Ronald Jones looks fantastic. And then, uh, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwood did their thing. Antonio Brown looks decent. This offense, once they get, once they figure it out, man, if, if if Tom Brady doesn't turn the ball over like he did in New Orleans or against New Orleans, that's why I picked this team to win the Super Bowl, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this pick, and even if they don't get the one seed, I'm gonna hold that pick. Yeah, Ronald Jones broke his 98 yard touchdown run. That was nice. Uh, he had a he had a big game, ended with 192 yards, so he was balling out. Tom Brady. Big bounce back, just like we all predicted. I was intrigued to see how the receiving weapons and how, you know, the targets would shape up. And it worked out good. Godwin ended with six catches for 92 yards. Evans, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. And Antonio Brown, seven catches for 69 yards. Uh, Gronk even got two catches for 51 yards and a touchdown himself. And Brait slid in the end zone, got a touchdown. Uh, just an all-around big game for the Bucks offense. Tom Brady and company looked very good. Yeah. Panthers just couldn't keep up in the second half. Especially without McCaffrey again. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Davis definitely looks like he's lost whatever juice he had. He's gone back to being the Mike Davis that we remember from previous places. Absolutely. But – um. I will say we got to keep an eye on Teddy Bridgewater went down in this game. Uh, so we, I'm still not sure if he's going to play this next week. They do have PJ Walker, XFL hmm. superstar. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to see Teddy Bridgewater out though. I, I feel like he's been a good quarterback this season for them, but Teddy Bridgewater, according to pro football talk is unlikely to play this week. Hey, I, I just want to say, I will be excited. I will or would. I was trying to say both, I guess. But I will be excited to see P.J. Walker if he is the starting quarterback this week. Uh, like I said, he was an XFL star. They're a 3-7 and seven team. So, 
might as well see what they got. He's he's like I'm not gonna say he's like Kyler Murray or anything, but he's of that mold, kind of smaller guy, but he can run around a little bit. He can throw it a little bit too. So we'll see what he got. Yeah, if it's uh if it won't well, it's not a hundred percent that it'll be PJ Walker to start. Matt Rule hasn't said who he's gonna start. Um Yeah, definitely. PJ Walker PJ Walker relieved him last week, but uh, he hasn't made a start in the NFL yet. Will Gwi- Will Greyer is the other quarterback there? I think it's Greer. Greer? Oh, yeah. Will Greer. From West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Shout right. out to, the, to my WU peeps. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens there. If it is P.J. Walker, I'm also excited for that. But Yeah, I mean, they're not going anywhere. No. No, they aren't. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's looking like your your prediction for this team for this their record for this team is getting closer and closer. Uh, although at the beginning of the year they looked like they were solid. I believe they were what, three and one or three and two to start the season, and then now they're three. Yeah, and I think they were three and two, and they lost like five straight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had me nervous for a little while there. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with them. But uh, moving on from this game, I hope I hope. Before we well, actually before we move on, Christian McCaffrey, please come back before the before the fantasy playoffs, please, please. <laughs> no, they have they have their bye next week in week twelve, so he's not going to play until week thirteen if he does play, uh, and that's just it's a heartbreaker for so many of us who drafted him in fantasy this year. He's only played in three games. He's he had I think his lowest scoring fantasy game was twenty seven points or twenty two points. Uh, it's just. It's, it's heartbreaking for us. Yeah, and with that being said about Mike Davis losing the juice, uh, us people that weren't able to draft Christian McCaffrey and acquired Mike Davis will continue to start him. So yeah, I've, I feel bad that he's hurt. Definitely want to see the best players out there. But for me personally, it's Mike Davis has been a, well, a godsend this season. I, I have McCaffrey, and then I traded for Mike Davis. Uh, good, I, good move. I mean, it hasn't really turned. I mean, it, it was a good move because I got rid of David Montgomery, who's horrible, uh, fantasy wise. But yeah, yeah. Was... I kind of did the opposite. <laughs> I, the guy, the guy that had Christian McCaffrey was like, like I need a receiver. Like this, this Mike Davis guy is not going to be good. So he traded him to me, thinking that Christian McCaffrey would be back soon, and. Hasn't worked out too well for him. I gave away Hollywood Brown, I think. Oh, yeah. that's that's. I mean, he so, hasn't done anything. Yeah, solid. Been, been great. Like I said, Mike Davis, thank you. You're <laughs> one of those guys I'll never forget, even though in a few years nobody's going to remember yeah. Mike Davis. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But moving on from this game, uh, Broncos were visiting the Raiders. The Raiders were four-and-a-half-point favorites. We all picked the Raiders to cover, and they covered indeed. I mean, they had a great game. The Raiders are 6-3. and three. Watch out for Las Vegas. Um, Drew Locke had four interceptions for the Broncos. <sighs> yeah, he, he was awful. He was bad. Derek Carr didn't really do anything because he didn't need to. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker were carrying the load. Revenge game for Booker. Yeah, um, really. Josh Jacobs had 21 for 112 and two touchdowns. Devontae Booker, 16, 81 and two touchdowns. 
nobody on the Raiders had more than 37 yards receiving because they didn't need to. Uh, they were just running the ball all over them. Um, Broncos were just struggling, man. Uh, that's what's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 3-6 and six Broncos, 6-3 and three Raiders. Not much else to say here is the Raiders are a legit – they are legit playoff contenders. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't really have too much on this game. Complete domination by the Raiders. Like you said, legit playoff contenders. And on the other side, the Broncos, Drew Locke not looking like the guy that we – I'm not going to say we thought that he was, but we were intrigued a little bit to see if he could be a solid quarterback, and he just hasn't been that, especially these last few weeks. So Broncos looking like another tough – season not making the playoffs yeah yeah they had a lot of potential too with with uh jerry judy and kj hamler and Cortland sutton if he didn't get hurt and drew lock got hurt at first and von miller of course at the very last play of uh training camp um yeah, yeah i will say though judy has been looking a little bit better these last few weeks yeah so yeah he, he has been a little bit of a bright spot i guess yeah a little bit a little bit Moving on from this game to the best game of the week, and it wasn't really close, uh, Bills-Cardinals. Bills went into Arizona. Uh, they were one-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road, at least at the time. I believe that that number changed closer to kickoff. But when we, you know, when we do these, these picks, they, we do them in the middle of the week. So the, the lines changed. I believe the final line was two. Um, but anyway, we picked them at one-and-a-half. And we were all, all three of us were wrong. Derek included. We all picked the Bills to cover at one and a half. And it looks like they were going to do it. It looked like they were going to do it. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen had a great game. They had a great, great throw and catch in the corner of the end zone with, what, 30 or 40 seconds left, I believe, um, to go up, what, 30 to 27 or something like that. 25 I forget 26 26 um yeah and then uh I mean Josh Allen had two touchdowns it wasn't it wasn't his best game he had two touchdowns two interceptions it wasn't his best game um Cole Beasley had a great game Diggs had a great game like I said uh it was just a great football game in general man it was it was fantastic uh Kyler Murray had an interception 22 of 32 for 245 he also had 60 yards and two touchdowns on the ground He's just the fantasy god right now. Um, DeAndre two Hopkins. more rushing touchdowns. It's just, it's just crazy. He's yeah. He might end up leading the league in rushing touchdowns might, this well, year. Yeah, he's going to lead the league in total touchdowns for sure. If at this rate, I think he's on pace to get around fifty touchdowns total, um, which is insane. Yeah, he's definitely making an MVP case right now. Yes and no. Because he has, I'm going to explain it why in a second. So after, after Diggs and Allen took the lead, they moved the ball. The Cardinals moved the ball down the field. The, the Bills were letting them do it. They didn't want to get beat on the deep ball. Um, so that and that's what everybody does. They were let they kind of let teams move down the field on them, dink and dunk plays in the middle of the field, make the make the offense use the timeouts and whatnot. So I believe they get to about the 40, 50 yard line of the Bills. Uh, they're down by more than three, so that's fine with the Bills. They don't want them to be in field. They can be in field goal range all they want. It just doesn't matter as long as they hold off the end zone. Well, Kyler Murray scrambling in the last 
what last play, I believe, or second to last play of the game. I think there was nine seconds when when the play started. Yeah. Uh, so he's scrambling. He's looking for somebody. It looks like he's going to throw the ball away because there's nobody open. Well, what does he do? He just flings the ball down into the end zone. And look who's down there. DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien gave him to the Cardinals for nothing. And this is why the Cardinals got him. He mossed, I say he mossed three, three Bills players and won the game. He just out-jumped them all. He was able to catch it and won the game. And I think... Kyler Murray is so successful this year because of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I know DeAndre doesn't do anything to help him on the ground, but DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray would not have the same passing numbers if he didn't have D-Hop this year. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but that's not going to stop people from picking him as MVP. I think it should. I mean, if that's the case. That's, that's my opinion. Like when when Tom Brady had fifty touchdowns, Randy Moss had twenty three. I get yeah, I guess you're right. He was still. I feel like they're gonna give it to the quarterback majority of the time, and if Kyler continues to play like this and runs and passes like this, and they continue to win, I I definitely think he has a good shot at winning the MVP. Yeah, if they keep winning, that's the that's the big issue. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. It's a good race this year. I feel like there's it's really not really open. any one guy that's mm-hmm. running away with it. Yeah, but the Cardinals are a, a team to look out for. The Bills, you know, they honestly probably probably should have won this game. It was kind of a uh, I'm not gonna say it was a fluke play by any means, but if you if that if that play had to happen ten times, I think that was the one time that it would be caught. Um, but that's what DeAndre Hopkins gives you, right? That one that one play, so. Yeah, definitely. I just think it was a great game between two playoff teams. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, not, not much more to say. Yeah, I'm excited to watch both of these teams going forward. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on from this game, uh, going to my, I guess, sleeper pick of the week, uh, the Chargers going into Miami play the Dolphins. I The, the Dolphins were two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I picked the Chargers to cover that. I was wrong. <laughs> um, it was, the, the score makes it look like it was kind of close, but it really wasn't. Uh, it was 29 to 21, the final score. The, Dolph- the, Char- the Dolphins were, were in charge of this game the entire time. Um, the, the Chargers were down multiple scores throughout the game. They, they ended up scoring a late touchdown to make it an eight-point game, but, and they, then they tried to get the onside kick, and it didn't work, and the game was over from there. But uh, – Justin Herbert had another decent game. Um, he had an interception, not many yards, but two touchdowns and then a, a rushing touchdown as well. Tua, Tua, I'm not, I'm not going to say his last name, just Tua. All right, everybody knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> Tua is now 3-0 as a starter. Or, or Sorry, the Dolphins are now 3-0 when Tua starts because I don't think Tua, or I don't think quarterback wins is a stat. Uh, the Dolphins are 3 Managing the game. The Dolphins are three and zero with Tua as the starting quarterback. They are now six and three, a game behind the Bills for that division lead. By the way, half game, half uh, game, yeah. right? Because the Bills have their bye this week. Uh, there's some guy named Salvan Ama- um, Ahmed. I, I don't even know how to say his name. I'm sorry. Yeah, Salvan Ahmed. He uh, 
he came out of nowhere for the for the Dolphins on as the running back, and he had 21 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. Who is this guy? I like see. What that's you, what I mean. When you, when you have a good offensive line, yeah, you, and, you can and, run the ball and a good scheme, yeah, for sure. So, like I said, I was wrong when I picked the Chargers. I just had a feeling about them, but I was wrong. And uh, the Dolphins are legit. Yeah, the Dolphins are looking like a very formidable team. Good defense, like you said, the run game always seems to get going, no matter who they got running. Because Gaskin was going good early in the season. They actually cut Jordan Howard, I think, this week. So, they're ready to roll with, with these guys. I, like, I, I keep wanting to call them random guys, but I said I'm not going to do that. Salvin Ahmed. He's looking Miles Gaskin carries. before that, before he got yeah. hurt. So, with that, two has been efficient, hasn't turned the ball over. And they're winning, so. Yeah. I guess it was a good call, like to put him in. Do you? Do you? Uh, <laughs> I see you're not really happy about uh, conceding that point there. I mean, I because I, I can't just go out and say like, "Oh, great call to put him in," because he hasn't really done much of anything. He's just kind of not losing the game. Yeah, which is what Fitzpatrick can do when he has his bad games. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like Fitzpatrick could put up some more points in some of these games, not really made it as close. But either way, he could also have thrown interceptions and kept, left the other team in the game a lot more. So, yeah, like I said, I guess it's working good. They're winning. Can't, can't, argue, with, can't argue with winning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to talk about the AFC East for a second. Do you still have the Bills winning this division? Or do you think the Dolphins are going to give them a really, really close run for their money? Yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to give them a close run, I guess. But I do think the Bills will pull it out. So the the, the Dolphins' uh, last seven games, they've got Den- they got Denver, that's a win. They have the Jets, that's also a win. Then the Bengals, another win. So they could be 9-3 and three, uh, after the next three games. And then it gets it gets tough. The last four games, it gets real tough. Kansas City. New in Miami though, uh, not that, that makes that much of a difference. That's a L. <laughs> uh, I, they can't put up the points with Kansas City. New England in Miami. Who knows? That could that could be interesting by that yep. time. The Raiders in that Las could Vegas. Be re- that could be real interesting. Uh, the two days after Christmas for a playoff position, and then Week Seventeen in Buffalo. Yeah, those last those last four, it could it could get real. It could get real interesting. I see the bill. I see the Dolphins finishing eleven and five, ten and six. That's yeah. Who would have thought, right? Hey, me. All right, me. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have them at eleven and five. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I had them at eight or nine, and they're just exceeding my expectations a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely a good team. I didn't. I didn't see it coming this quickly, but yeah, I'm glad it is. For sure. Brian Flores, I'm happy for him. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm happy for Brian Flores. Yeah. Now, talking about the Bills' last last six games, because they've already, you know, they're on their bye this week. Chargers, win, right? 49ers, another win. Steelers, primetime, Sunday night football. Yeah. In Buffalo, in the snow most likely. 
<laughs> that game could be interesting. Denver. It's probably a win. At New England. Monday night. New England played them close last time. Yep. And then, like I said, the, the, the Dolphins in Buffalo. So, hey. Yeah, it's going to be a close division. Yeah. Not, we, I guess we all thought it was going to be the Patriots and the Bills competing for this one. But I'm very yeah. thankful that the Dolphins stepped up and have given somebody a, a, a given, you know, stepped up as somebody to give the Bills a run for their money here. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like the Bills are going to run away with it at, at the beginning of the year, but not so yeah. fast, Buffalo, not so fast. It's uh, never it's never going to be easy for the Bills to just no. run away with it. <laughs> Unfortunately for Buffalo, uh, unless it's the 90s, and yeah. then they, they couldn't win the Super Bowl. It's tough. But moving on from this game, uh, Bengals-Steelers. Steelers are eight-point favorites. We all picked the, the Steelers to win this game. Um, and the Bengals couldn't do anything. The Steelers won by 26. Uh, something that's really surprising to me is just the Steelers' lack of run game. I don't know what's going on there. They have to. They just have to keep throwing the ball to put the games away. Um, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster all look fantastic for the Steelers. Those, that, those three young receivers look great. Uh, Eric Ebron is no slouch at tight end as well. Um, but the running game for the Steelers is not good, and I think that's a problem. I know they're still nine and zero; they're undefeated. But I, I would be worried if I was a Steelers fan about this run game because James Conner, thirteen carries for thirty six yards, that's not good. It's not going to get you anything in the playoffs either. I don't care what your record is; you need to have some kind of run game. Yeah, I would agree, but I will say Big Ben has looked great yeah, this season. Has. I feel like. He's had a big bounce back year after missing most of mostly all of last season. And I'm happy to see it. I've said it before, fan of Big Ben. I think he's been carrying this team the last few weeks. I've noticed they've been running a lot more hurry up when they have mm-hmm. the ball. He's been calling a lot more of the offense by all accounts. And he's just been great. And I feel like some of that has contributed to the run game because Big Ben's calling the plays. We're airing it out here. Yeah, but when they were trying, the Steelers were trying to run the, the clock down, and they couldn't get any any movement. They couldn't they couldn't run the ball. They had to pass it. I mean, they were getting the completions, obviously. But, you know, in the playoffs, when you play top five defenses, that's not going to work. We'll see. I mean, it's worked every game so far this season. That's true, and but it's not playoffs. I think Big Ben, I think, I think Big ben can overcome. Like I said, I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl, but I'm not too concerned. I do think they'll get it together. Mike Tomlin will, will he'll he'll get it together. I I have faith in him. Yeah, I I I mean I have faith in Mike Tomlin too. However, I'm worried about that run that run game. I am. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm, Big Ben's not going to be able to do this every game, but yeah, if, I'm I'm just saying if there are some games where the run game is struggling, I think some of the time Big Ben can step up and put the team on his back, carry yeah. them to a victory if they need him. For sure. Uh, moving on from this with game with the defense, I should say that the defense oh, yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Defense is fantastic. I mean, I mean that just goes without saying <laughs> at this yeah. point in the season. Uh, moving on from this game, the uh, 
Niners went into New Orleans to play the Saints last year. This game was one of the best games of the year. Absolute shootout. Um, of course, the Niners are hurt. We all know about their injuries this season. So this game wasn't really a, a good matchup, I, uh, at least at 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 the end. It looked like the Niners were going to, you know, give them a run for their money. But they went up 10 nothing, but the Saints ended up pulling away completely. Uh, Drew Brees did get hurt in this game. That's the big news of this of this game. Um, Jameis Winston came in. Uh, he didn't have to do much. He only threw the ball 10 times. Uh, they just, there was really, they barely had the ball. Uh, <laughs> look at the time of possession here. Uh, they they had the ball five minutes less than uh, than the 49ers, and the 49ers still couldn't even get within two touchdowns. They got within two touchdowns, and that's it. Nick Mullins, just, he's not the guy. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, they couldn't run the ball. He only had 33 yards and 18 carries. Um, they couldn't get anything done on offense. They couldn't score, and... Uh, Alvin Kamara <laughs> only had 15 yards. We had two touchdowns. Taysom Hill had eight carries for 46, five yards. I mean, this was just an ugly game, really. Um, you knew what the we we knew what the out, what the outcome was going to be. And the Saints are now seven and two. Uh, and are they in first place of the in the NFC now, uh, or tied for first place in the NFC with the Packers? Um, so yeah, it, it, we all yeah, knew what was going to happen. The, yeah, it's her. They are. The Packers and the Saints both are seven and two. They have the best records in the conference right now. So it'll be interesting to see who gets that one seed. Yeah, I'm definitely favoring the Packers on that right now with the news that Drew Brees is injured. Looking like he's definitely going to miss this week. They're preparing for, I think, Jameis Winston to be the starter. They haven't announced yet. It still could be Taysom Hill, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, So we'll see. What happens with that? Last year when Teddy Bridgewater came in, I believe the Saints went 5-0. and They didn't lose a game, didn't miss a beat without Drew Brees. Uh, James Winston is not the same style quarterback, however. He has a propensity to throw interceptions. So we'll have to see what happens here. If he starts throwing picks, they could lose a few games and lose not only that top spot or being tied for that top spot, but – also the division with the Bucks right on their heels. So that's it's gonna be big for James Winston. Definitely an audition for him to try to win a, win another starting job in the league. Yeah, maybe even be Drew Brees' successor. Yeah, I could definitely see Drew Brees going out after this year, especially if this injury is pretty serious. Yeah. Or if they win. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um Yeah, honestly. It, depending on how long Brees is out, I can see the Bucks taking over that division. Um, I just don't trust Jameis Winston, uh, and I could definitely, I definitely also favor the Packers to get that one, that number one seed. I think they're going to win one, or lose one more game, finish thirteen and three, uh, and then get that get that one seed there. Maybe the Bucks are also thirteen and three. Well, I don't know. I, that's tough because I, the Bucks have only lost to the Saints and the Bears. That was a flute game, and that was because Nick Foles played against Brady. Uh, <laughs> Nick Foles. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But we'll see what happens, man. Like, like I keep saying, this this is – I honestly, I think the Super Bowl is completely up for grabs this year. It, it, it hasn't been like this for a long time. I think 
I think anybody from I know <laughs> I know you think because Patrick Mahomes is still there. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think anybody if you make the playoffs this year, I think you got a shot because all the wild card teams are going to be really good with with the way the competition is going to be this year. You got to make a caveat there with with the NFC East. Okay, Somebody's that's true. That's, the playoffs. that's true. That's true. That's Those true. teams have no chance. That that yeah, as of right now, no. I mean, one of them could get hot and you know win the rest of the games, but that's not going to happen. Okay, it's not, no. not going to happen. It's not happen. That, that, no, we, we already went over the schedules. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. It, it couldn't happen. Like it can't. Anything it's, is it's, any given Sunday, right? Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe one of those times. Not, not, not every Sunday. Every single, uh, every given Sunday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on from this. Um, the Ravens went into New England to play the Patriots, and I was the only one who picked this game correctly in terms of the pick or in terms of the line. They both picked the Ravens to cover at minus seven on the road. I picked the Patriots to cover at plus seven. I thought it was going to be a close game. Not only did they cover, they won. Uh, are we concerned about the Ravens yet or no? I feel like there's definitely been – Minor concern all season. It hasn't been at a full-blown panic yet. But it, among Ravens now? fans, I know. Definitely more panic this week. It's, I, it's, the, the levels are raising. Yeah, for sure. For, I think the defense is still pretty solid, in my opinion. Even though the Patriots did run for 173 yards in this game. Damian Harris, 121 rushing yards. But the defense has been pretty solid. Calais Campbell is out. I think you did mention that on the previews. Yep. And I think it made a big difference in this one. Oh, yeah. So. But even still, I, shout, I, I yeah, would Shout expect, out to you for, for calling that. I would I would expect the Ravens defense to be a little bit better against their ground, against their, their run. I mean, Damon Harris ran all over them. Yeah, what I will say is that Mark Ingram did not look good. This run game – has even though they've been pretty solid this year, they're definitely not as dynamic in the run game as they were last year. Yeah. Uh JK Dobbins had looked good up until this game, but five for thirteen for him. Uh Lamar Jackson was eleven carries for fifty five yards, which is not really that much for a quarterback running that many times. And then Gus Edwards was pretty solid, seven for forty two, but it just wasn't your typical run game. Where the heck has Marquise Brown been? Yeah, I the, the passing game for the Ravens has just been non-existent, I feel like. Yeah, it really has. And I, there's just not enough yards really to go around for anybody to be consistent, especially when Mark Andrews is going to be the, the number one target. And really even he hasn't been the most consistent guy this year. I think I – this goes back – this goes back to me – uh, for me, this goes back to the, the conversation between Lamar and Kyler and who would you have right now. And a lot of people are still riding that last season Lamar Jackson wave, ignoring the fact that he's not playing the best right now and his offense hasn't looked very good. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray is lighting it up in uh, Arizona with his legs too, not just his arm, but he's a better passer. And I'm not going to say he's as good of a runner, but he's 
pretty damn close. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, like I said, we we th- we thought Lamar was going to be improved this year, even over last year as a passer, but he's he looks not. worse. If yeah, he, if he could just pass at the level that he was at last year, he would be fine right now. But that hasn't been the case. Yeah, so it, it is. Concerning. It's concerning for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm worried. And about it's this definitely race. still a conversation because, like, like we saw with Lamar last year, his second season really because he started like half the season before that, but his first real season as a starter, he came out and was was dominant. And then this year hasn't looked so great. And maybe we could see that with Kyler. You know, some guys have a great year, and then the league figures him out a little bit. So it's still definitely a conversation. Kyler's looking great though. And I, I think he's a good quarterback, so we'll see. Yeah, now the Ra- now the Ravens are, uh, you know, before losing, they look like a sure a surefire pick to get in the wild card, and now they are tied with five other teams in the AFC at six and three. The AFC has surprisingly been they really are, good. The AFC is stacked in terms of who's going to make the playoffs this year uh, in that in the three wild card spots with the with the addition of a new one um it's gonna be really interesting to watch what exactly happens and who gets in there uh because the Steelers are definitely taking the AFC North um the the Chiefs are definitely taking the AFC West right it's gonna come you know the Bills are right on the the Dolphins or the Dolphins are right on the Bills heels for the AFC East and the Colts and Titans are, are straight up tied for the AFC South so one of these six and three, two of these six and three teams are not making the playoffs. And I think all of them are playoff caliber teams. All of them. Yeah, definitely. I I think – I still don't trust the Raiders for some reason. I think they're going to fall off. And they, won, they won three in a row, just like Miami. Yeah. Well, Miami's won five in a row, but – I'm just saying, if I had to call it, I'm going to say that they fall out and – Ah, the other team that falls out here. Ah, it's it's tough because I want to say the Colts, but they look they look really good right now. They look like they might even win their division. It might be the Titans. The Titans could fall off here too. Yeah, I think whoever whoever <laughs> loses that division, I think is going to have a little bit of a meltdown. So I'll say that. I just I just want to put the Dolphins in the playoffs. I know I want to see it too, man. Trust me, I do. I really do. I want to see the, the, the playoffs that I want to see is I want to see Dolphins. I want to see Raiders. I want to see. Um, Not the Raiders. I want to see the Raiders. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't even know if I want to have the Ravens in because of how they don't even look good, man. I want to see Ravens and Browns. I, would, I, I want to see the Browns too, but there's no Odell. So it just makes it, t- it takes it down a little bit for me. Like I want to see Odell Beckham in the playoffs again. I just want to see that that one-two punch of Chubb and yeah, that would be yeah and uh, Hunt. Yeah, I would like to see the Browns in the playoffs and, too. And Baker, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's it's just so fun. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. All right, moving on. We're we're, we're dragging on here. We're talking yeah. about everything. Yeah. Now, before we get to the Monday night game, I think we skipped the Seahawks Rams. Oh, yeah, we did. You're right. Hundred percent, uh, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the Rams were favored at one and a half. And they pulled the game out, ended up winning twenty three to sixteen 
over the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, who did not look very good in this one. They so, look bad. Yeah. yeah, what are you are you concerned with the Seahawks right now? Uh I'm not gonna say I'm concerned with the Seahawks. Um if they don't have Chris Carson, I'm concerned with the offense. Uh now DK Metcalf got absolutely shut down by Jalen Ramsey, and that played a big factor. Jalen Ramsey, you know, people haven't talked about him. Really, he hasn't made any crazy noise. You know, he hasn't gotten any pick sixes or he hasn't, you know, gotten any big drama or anything. He's doing his job. He got his money. He's doing his job. He's, you know, locking people up. And he did it again um, on Sunday. And they really shut DK Metcalf down. This offense didn't look very good. Uh, and I think not having Chris Carson is really hurting them. Um, Jamal Adams had two sacks on defense for them. But the Rams, you know, I picked against the Rams because I don't trust Jared Goff. Although Goff, he had, he was 27 for 37 and 300 yards. He had a pretty good game. No interceptions. Um, didn't have any touchdowns, but all the touchdowns came on the ground. So, yeah, this, this now this division is really interesting too. Um, three-way tie right now. All of them are six and three. Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks. As of right now, the Cardinals are in first place. But as we are recording this, that game, the the Thursday night game is Cardinals, Seahawks. That just kicked off about 15 minutes ago. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens in that game. But yeah, do you, who do you have winning? As of right now, who do you have winning this division? I'm gonna still take the Seahawks just off of my belief in Russell Wilson as yeah. a good quarterback. It's hard to pick against them. Yeah, I think the only reason they lost this game really was Russell Wilson's turnovers. And to me, that's just not going to be the case most of the time. I'm going to bet that Russell Wilson doesn't have no touchdowns to two interceptions and a fumble loss majority of the time. So I'm going to take that. Hopefully, like you said, they can get Chris Carson back. I know for tonight's game against the Cardinals, which is a huge game, they don't have Carson back, but they do have Carlos Hyde back, who I feel like yeah, is better than the running backs that they have had in. Yeah. Now, so, do, do you think his performance in that in in last week's game takes him out of the MVP race? I wouldn't say it takes him out, but he definitely he got is, knocked down. It's not the front runner in my opinion anymore. Yeah. I not just off of last week either, but he hasn't played that great in the last couple games. Yeah, it's been like really like four or five games. Uh, he hasn't really played the best. Yeah, he's really tailed off since his amazing start. Yeah, He did get sacked in this game six times. I do want to highlight that. Mm. Uh, the Rams' D-line just completely yeah. overpowered this offensive line. Leonard Floyd had three sacks. I got to give credit to the Rams. Uh, and he recovered a fumble. I didn't think they were a legit serious contender for this division. Um, they had they are making me change my mind for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they look, just look at the points for and points allowed for each team. They have by far the fewest points allowed in this division. Um, and it's not even close. They have 168 points allowed. And the next closest team is the Cardinals at 210. Uh, their points. They're not now that they have the, they have the, they have the fewest amount of points scored 
as well. They have 216. The next lowest is 238, and that's the 49ers. So they're not scoring as much points or as many points as the 49ers, but their defense is, is uh, locking people up. So with all that said, um, I'm going to pick – I'll still pick the Seahawks too, but I have the Cardinals winning this game. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Russell Wilson is I th- I think they'll be better. And yeah. like you said, they didn't have um Jamal Adams. No, they had Jamal Adams in this game. Yeah, no, I'm Against... saying yeah, just for like going back a few weeks. Oh yeah. There. He's back now, yeah. 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 All right, moving on to the last game of this week. Uh, or of this past week, I guess, because technically it's now week 11 because Thursday night football kicked off. So we going back to the last game of week 10, Vikings-Bears. Um, we all picked the Bears to cover plus two and a half uh, based on our uh, lack of trust in Kirk Cousins. Um, we were wrong about that. It didn't look so good for Kirk Cousins for about a, about a, a half. Yeah. Um the Bears, I mean, it was a 6-7 to seven game at halftime, and it was just an ugly game, really. This guy, Justin Jefferson, when I tell you every time I see him play and think about the Eagles were one pick away from picking him, and they didn't, it makes me, you know, lose my mind. I'm not saying Jalen Rager is going to be a bust or anything for the Eagles, but the numbers Justin Jefferson is putting up right now is unbelievable. He had eight catches, 135 yards in this game. Uh you know, Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles looks so bad, man. He really did. I'm not. I'm not laughing at him. I'm just. <laughs> Can people stop with the Wentz and Foles thing now? Like, I know Wentz isn't playing any better. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I don't. I don't know if Wentz has done anything to, to garner that happening. But can it's just? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. But anyway, uh, I was gonna say you. You, you mentioned coaching. And I just want to bring up that. Yeah. That Matt Nagy has now well, made wasn't two Bill, quarterbacks look very bad. Wasn't Bill Lazor the, the, the play caller in this game? I think Matt Nagy gave it to somebody else, and it didn't help. Yeah, it was worse. Yeah. So, And the uh, Vikings aren't, like, the, a great defense this year. So. Yeah, and the fact that they don't have another running back on their roster and they had Cordero Patterson as their main runner uh, is really interesting to me. Uh, really sad. He did return a kick coming out of halftime. Oh, that was that was good for him. That was their only touchdown of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the offense was bad. The Vikings won. The Vikings are four and five. Bears are now five and five. Um, and the Vikings have a little outside chance of making the playoffs. Here. Yeah. They what? They won three in a row now. Yeah, they won three in a row. They started off one and five. Now they won three in a row. Uh, I'm going to look at their schedule here, and the schedule isn't bad. They got Dallas. Carolina, Jacksonville. That's another. That's three winnable games there if they can turn it around. Then they go to Tampa Bay. They play the Bears again. Then they go to New Orleans and then they play the Lions. So I think they're going to lose both those games to the NFC South. The NFC South. Uh, but I think they're going to finish at nine and seven. I don't think that they're going to. I don't think that's going to make it into the playoffs this year. So uh, if they didn't have such a horrible start, they definitely, I think, would have made the playoffs. But starting off one and five, you're doomed. Unless you win ten straight, like we saw yeah. the Chiefs do, like what six years ago now, whenever that was. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think they're gonna make it, but they're they're making it more interesting than we thought a yeah. few weeks ago. For sure. All right, and that will conclude our recap of Week Ten. Uh, like Chris said at the beginning, we went 
each of us went five and eight this week. Our, our guest last week went seven and six. Shout out to Derek for getting lucky. But uh, <laughs> super lucky, especially with that Washington pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, did you have anything else you want to talk about, Chris? No, not really. Uh, just with, with the picks that does put us on the year, Alex at 64 and 61, and I'm at 63 and 62. So we're still slightly above 500. So I'd say we're doing pretty good. Still neck and neck, too. Yeah. And also, uh, not football related. Shout out to Kim Nang, uh, probably getting the last name wrong. Uh, first female GM in Major League Baseball with the Miami Marlins. So did want to give her a there. shout out. Yeah. Uh, we do have plans for another NBA episode coming up. Uh, NBA draft happened yesterday. A lot has happened since then since i guess the new league year has been has started since monday uh, a lot of trades a lot of you know another big injury um just, just a lot has happened in the nba we have a lot to talk about so uh so coming up here soon we're gonna have that episode um and like i said we're gonna have our our, our picks episode coming out here soon too so uh, stay tuned if you've gotten to this point thank you for listening um have a good one everybody keep nerding